Section 50 of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Modern Magic, a practical treatise on the art of conjuring by Professor Louis Hoffman. Stage Tricks, Part 5. Electrical Tricks some of the most mysterious of the stage tricks are performed by means of electricity or to speak more correctly of electromagnetism in describing these which are nearly all attributable to the inventive genius of robert houdin it may be desirable in the first place to explain in a few words what electromagnetism is and how it operates every schoolboy is acquainted with the ordinary steel horseshoe magnet and knows that if the accompanying small iron bar or keeper is placed within a short distance from its ends or poles it will be sharply attracted to them in the case of the ordinary magnet this attractive force is permanent but in that of the electromagnet it may be produced or destroyed at pleasure the electromagnet consists of a short piece of soft iron either straight or bent into a horseshoe form with copper wire covered with silk or cotton wound round and round it nearly to the ends if a current of electricity from a galvanic battery is made to pass through this wire the iron core becomes powerfully magnetic the attractive force however ceasing as soon as the current is interrupted almost any kind of battery may be used to produce the necessary current but for magical purposes one of the most convenient is the bichromate bottle battery depicted in figure 302 this consists of a plate of zinc and a plate of carbon or sometimes two plates of carbon immersed in an exciting fluid consisting of two ounces and a half of bichromate of potash dissolved in a pint of water with the addition of one-third of an ounce of sulphuric acid the bottle is only filled to the top of the spherical portion and the zinc is so arranged that it can be drawn up into the neck and so out of the solution when it is desired to suspend the action of the battery the wires for conducting the current should be of copper covered with silk or cotton and one of them must be connected with the zinc plate and the other with the carbon plate of the battery which has binding screws affixed for this purpose for the purpose of instantly completing or disconnecting the electric circuit the wires are affixed to the opposite sides of what is called a connecting stud see figure 303 being a circular disc of wood or porcelain with a movable stud or button in the center on pressing this stud with the finger the ends of the two wires are brought in contact and the circuit is completed but as soon as the pressure is removed the stud rises by the action of a spring and the circuit is again broken among the conjuring tricks depending upon the principle of electromagnetic attraction the simplest is that of the light and heavy chest this is a simple brass-bound box with the ordinary handle at top the performer shows that it is empty and without mechanism or preparation having been duly inspected it is placed upon a small pedestal fixed to the stage when the performer requests that some gentleman of considerable personal strength will step forward a volunteer having been found the magician asks him whether he thinks he can lift the little box before him 
he naturally answers that he can and proves his assertion by lifting it accordingly which as the box only weighs a few pounds it is not very difficult to do wait a bit says the professor you were able to lift it then because it was my will and pleasure that you should do so it now weighs say six pounds i have only to breathe on it thus and it will instantly weigh two tons try if you can lift it now again he tries but the chest is as if glued to the pedestal and the most violent efforts cannot dislodge it once more the performer breathes upon it and it may be lifted with one finger the explanation may be given in half a dozen lines the bottom of the box is an iron plate the top of the pedestal is also an iron plate and within it is contained a powerful electromagnet the poles being in contact with the plate and the wires to convey the current passing beneath the stage to the hiding place of the assistant the latter on receiving his cue from the expressions of the performer presses the connecting stud and completes the circuit thereby bringing the magnetic force into operation upon again receiving an agreed signal from the performer he ceases to press the stud the circuit is broken and the iron ceases to possess any magnetic force this may be repeated as often as desired the above trick is cited by robert houdin in illustration of the great difference which there may be in point of effect between two modes of presenting the same illusion the reader may probably be aware that robert houdin was employed by the french government at one period of his career in a mission to algeria with the object of destroying if possible the popular belief in the pretended miracles of the marabouts whereby these latter had obtained an extraordinary ascendancy over the minds of the ignorant arabs the plan adopted was to show first that a european could perform still greater marvels and then to explain that these seeming mysteries were mere matters of science and dexterity and wholly independent of supernatural assistance the light and heavy chest was one of the prominent features of the programme but if presented under that name it would have produced but very little effect the fact that the chest became immovable at command would only have been attributed by the arabs to some ingenious mechanical arrangement beyond their comprehension but exciting only a momentary wonder with great tact robert houdin contrived to turn the attention of his audience from the object to the subject of the trick professing not to make the chest light or heavy but to make the person who volunteered weak or strong at his pleasure thus presented the trick had the appearance no longer of a mere achievement of mechanical or scientific skill but of a manifestation of supernatural power we will tell the rest of the story as nearly as possible in robert houdin's own words as related in the story of his life an arab of middle stature but well knit wiry and muscular the very type of an arab hercules came forward with plenty of self-confidence and stood by my side are you very strong i inquired eyeing him from head to foot yes he replied carelessly are you sure that you will always remain so perfectly you are mistaken for in one moment i shall take away all your strength and leave you as weak as a little child the arab smiled scornfully in token of disbelief here 
i said lift up this chest the arab stooped lifted the chest and said disdainfully is that all wait a bit i replied then with the solemnity appropriate to my assumed character i made a gesture of command and gravely said you are weaker than a woman try now to lift that box the strong man perfectly indifferent about my magic spell again catches hold of the box by the handle and gives a vigorous pull to lift it this time however the chest resists and in spite of the most determined efforts remains absolutely immovable the arab wastes in vain over the unlucky chest an amount of force which would have lifted an enormous weight till at last exhausted panting and burning with shame he ceases looks dumbfoundered and begins to appreciate the power of the magic art he has half a mind to give up the attempt but to give up would be to acknowledge himself conquered and to admit his weakness and after having been famed for his muscular strength to sink to the level of a child the bare idea makes him furious gathering new strength from the encouragement which his friends offer him by word and look he casts towards them a glance which seems to say you shall see what the son of the desert can do once more he bends over the chest his nervous hands grip the handle and his legs planted one on each side of the chest like two columns of bronze serve as a fulcrum for the mighty effort which he is about to make it seems almost impossible but that under such a strain the box must fly to pieces strange this hercules a moment ago so strong and self-confident now bends his head his arms riveted to the box are drawn by a violent muscular contraction against his chest his legs quiver and he falls on his knees with a cry of agony an electric shock produced by an induction coil had just been communicated at a signal from me from behind the scenes to the handle of the chest thence the contortions of the unlucky arab to prolong his agony would have been inhuman i gave a second signal and the electric current was cut off my athletic friend released from his terrible bondage raised his hands above his head allah allah he cried shaking with fright then wrapping himself hastily in the folds of his burnus as though to hide his disgrace he rushed through the spectators and made his way to the door of the hall to describe completely the induction coil above referenced to would be beyond the scope of the present treatise it may however be summarily described as consisting of a coil of insulated copper wire wound round a small bundle of straight iron wires say five or six inches in length and an inch in diameter this is called the primary coil round this is again wound a quantity of much finer wire also insulated this constitutes the secondary coil the ends of each coil are kept free if a current of electricity be made to circulate through the wire of the primary coil an independent current of great intensity is found to be thereby produced by a mysterious process called induction in the secondary coil this current is strongest at the moment of first completing the circuit in the primary wire and if a person is grasping the ends of the secondary wire or any conducting substance in connection with it at the moment when the circuit is completed he will receive a very severe shock a contrivance is attached to the coil 
whereby the circuit is made and broken alternately with great rapidity thereby producing a continuous shock of such power that the victim loses for the time being the faculty of relaxing his muscles and is compelled after the manner of the unfortunate arab to grip tighter and tighter the cause of his pain until released by the final severing of the circuit any reader who desires a more complete acquaintance with the induction coil should purchase a little shilling manual entitled intensity coils how made and how used by dyer Souter alexander and company cheapside where he will find an excellent account of this interesting subject spirit wrapping this deception is frequently performed by the aid of electromagnetism although the wraps may be and in most instances are produced by much simpler methods we will suppose that a table is to be the instrument of the wraps the top being removed a hollow is made in the frame which supports it and in the cavity thus made is fixed an electromagnet of the fashion shown in figures three hundred four three hundred five upon one side of the horseshoe at the centre of the curve is screwed a brass ring a to the opposite end of which is attached the keeper b the effect of the spring is to hold the keeper about a quarter of an inch away from the poles of the magnet save when a current of electricity is made to pass through the wire when the horseshoe becoming magnetic the keeper in spite of the resistance of the spring is brought down sharply into contact with the poles and so remains until the circuit is again severed when it flies back again to its former position the little metal knob or hammer c which is to produce the wraps is screwed to the underside of the keeper and points between the two arms or poles of the magnet if therefore the magnet be fastened to a piece of wood or other hard surface and an electric current be sent through the wire the keeper is instantly drawn down to the poles of the magnet and the hammer moving with it strikes the wood between the poles and produces the wrap as soon as the circuit is broken the keeper and hammer are raised by the spring in readiness for another wrap and each time that connection with the battery is made a wrap is produced the wires from the concealed magnet are made to pass down the leg of the table and beneath the door or carpet to the hiding-place of the assistant who can thus summon spirits from the vasty deep or elsewhere at his pleasure it will be found a very convenient arrangement to have the magnet enclosed in a little mahogany box as shown in the diagrams in which condition it can be readily fixed in any required position the magic bell precisely the same in principle though differing somewhat in detail is the magic bell the bell which is of glass and of the form shown in figure three hundred six is hung up above the stage by two silk or woolen cords and thus apparently placed wholly out of reach of human influence nevertheless at the command of the magician it becomes endowed with seeming vitality the hammer strikes any number of times at command answers questions with three raps for yes and one for no after the approved spiritualistic manner indicates chosen cards and generally displays a remarkable amount of intelligence the reader who has followed our description of the spirit wrapping magnet will hardly require an explanation of the magic bell the brass cap from which the hammer projects 
contains a small electromagnet the wire which carries the hammer being fixed to the keeper and bringing the hammer down smartly on the glass whenever the electric circuit is made complete but says the sagacious reader how is the circuit made complete in the former case there were hidden wires passing through the legs of the table to convey the electric current but in this instance the bell is suspended in mid-air by a couple of ordinary cords how can the electric fluid therefore be conveyed to the bell the answer lies in the fact that the cords are not quite ordinary cords in appearance they are two pieces of common cord with a brass hook at each end for the purpose of first attaching them to corresponding hooks in the ceiling and secondly attaching the bell to their opposite ends but on a closer examination it will be found that a fine copper wire extends from hook to hook through the centre of the cord making it a perfect conductor while yet not diminishing in the least its perfect flexibility the hooks in the ceiling communicate with hidden wires and these with the electric battery behind the scenes the crystal cash box this is a mahogany box with glass top and bottom the wooden portion of it being lined with velvet see figure three hundred seven in dimensions it is about eight inches long by six wide and three and a half deep and it has a brass ring at either end the performer commences by borrowing say eight half crowns the owner of each being requested to mark it for the purpose of identification with these the performer exhibits any trick whose leading feature is the passage of the coin from some one place to another the trick having been performed and the money identified the operator still retaining it returns to the stage and placing the coins upon the table addresses the audience to the following effect ladies and gentlemen i have given you a slight specimen of the certainty and speed with which i can make money travel who would go to the trouble and expense of post office orders when by simply taking the money in his hand and saying pass he might make it fly direct into the pocket of his correspondent but i will give you another and a still more surprising illustration here the assistant brings in the crystal cash box here is a wooden box closed on all sides but with glass top and bottom so that you may see for yourselves that there is no mechanism or preparation about it now i propose to pass these eight half crowns the identical half crowns marked by yourselves into this closed box where shall i place the box so as to be at a distance from me and at the same time in full view of all present perhaps the best thing i can do with it will be to fasten it to these two silk cords hanging from the ceiling i will set the box swinging he does so so that you can all see that it is empty now i will take the money and stand in any part of the room you like he walks to the chosen spot will someone oblige me by counting three in a distinct voice one of the spectators does so and the performer at the last word makes the motion of throwing the money towards the cash box in which it is instantly seen and heard to fall his hand at the same moment appearing empty the cash box is taken down and the money returned to the owners who identify it as that which they had marked as the reader will doubtless have anticipated the coins are already in the cash box when the latter is hung to the cords 
they are concealed by a movable flap lying close against one of the wooden sides in which position it is maintained by a spring until an electric current is dispatched along the cords this brings into action an electromagnet hidden in the thickness of the box thereby causing the flap to be momentarily lifted and the coins to escape into the interior of the box when the performer having exhibited the preliminary trick with the borrowed coins places them apparently upon the table he in reality exchanges them and places the substitutes on the money trap described at page four hundred forty six leaving the genuine coins within reach of his assistant who forthwith carries them off behind the scenes and places them in readiness under the flap of the cash box the performer having attached the box to the cords and set it in motion apparently picks up the heap of coins which really sink into the table footnote if his table is not provided with the money trap the performer may really pick up the coins with his left hand and thence by the tourniquet apparently take them in the right keeping the right hand closed as if containing them while the attention of the spectators is thus drawn to the right hand the left may fall carelessly to the side and deposit the coins in the pochette and footnote when the word three is spoken he opens the right hand which is seen empty and the assistant behind the scenes taking the same word as a signal presses the connecting stud and completes the circuit the flap is momentarily lifted and the borrowed coins are heard and seen to fall within the box there is another box the invention of robert houdin which goes by the same name and with still better title inasmuch as not only the top and bottom but the sides and ends are of glass held together by a light metal framework in appearance it is as shown in figure three hundred eight and being transparent throughout it appears physically impossible that any object should be concealed in it and yet when the box is suspended and set swinging the operator has only to take the supposed borrowed coins in his hand and to pronounce the mystic pass when the eight half-crowns are seen and heard to fall into the box and may be taken from thence by the owners themselves without even this near inspection of the apparatus revealing the secret of their appearance as in the trick we have just described electricity is the motive agent but in this instance it operates not by its magnetic influence but by another of its mysterious properties if a tolerably powerful current be made to pass at some point in its circuit through a short length say half an inch of fine platinum wire platinum being a bad conductor the wire will at the moment of completing the circuit be heated to a white heat or if the current be very powerful will even be fused together a very few words will show how this simple scientific fact is made available to produce the desired result the box measures about ten inches in length by five in breadth and five in depth so that its back front top and bottom are of exactly the same size on the top which slides out in order to give access to the interior is an ornamental design measuring about four inches by three this renders this particular portion of the top or lid opaque and it is beneath this portion that the half crowns are placed slips of glass are cemented to the underside of the lid see figure three hundred nine 
so as to enclose a space just large enough to allow eight half-crowns to be placed, in two layers of four each, within it. The slips of glass serve to keep the coins in position laterally. Vertically, they are supported as follows. The front of the box, i.e. the side which, when the box is suspended, is nearest to the spectators, is made double. The outer portion is a fixture, but the inner is attached by hinges AA to the upper edge of the box, and may therefore be folded at pleasure against the top, though when released it falls back to its normal position against the front, in which position it is secured by a spring catch, until again raised. It is upon this movable side, thus folded up against the top, that the eight half-crowns are supported. The opposite edge of the top of the box is arranged as follows. BB is a metal tube, with an opening of about half an inch in length between DD. CC are two metal hooks or rings, by which the apparatus is suspended, and through which the current passes. Each of these communicates with a piece of insulated copper wire, extending from C to D. The space between DD is filled up by a round plug or pencil of wood, see enlarged view in figure 310, along which lies a small piece of very fine platinum wire, EE, connecting the ends of the two copper wires. The movable glass flap is held up against the top by means of a little piece of black cotton, F, which passing through a minute hole in the outer edge of the flap, is made to pass around the wooden plug, and thus to cross the platinum wire at right angles, and in immediate contact with it. The practical application of the scientific principle to which we have alluded will now be obvious. At the moment of completing the circuit, the platinum, becoming red-hot, instantly severs the cotton, when down falls the flap, not altering in the least the general appearance of the box, but allowing the half-crowns to fall loose into its interior. In order to prepare the apparatus for use, it is necessary first to remove the sliding lid, to place the movable flap in position, and to fasten it with cotton, as already described. The lid should then be turned upside down, and the half-crowns placed in position, after which the box also is turned upside down, and the lid allowed to slide gently into its place. The half-crowns are now secure, and the box may be brought forward and set swinging, without any danger of their making a premature appearance. In some boxes, the double flap is omitted, the front being single but movable, and working as already explained. In this case, the box, when first brought forward, has the glass of the side towards the audience missing, but at a little distance its absence cannot be detected. End of section 50